What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Crossroads Podcast, your place to get the latest news, events, and discussion in the world of PlayStation, PC, and Xbox gaming. It's your boy, LeBron Dawkins, welcoming Stop It Story. <laughs> no, I my, my brain immediately went to a six-year-old brain. Because I you said pee-pee. Just, You were going to say pee-pee. <laughs> I was like, I dude said pee-pee. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm gonna try to keep it together. Because you started laughing and it just completely threw me off. It's okay. It's, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's your boy, Leron Dawkins. Welcome to all of you over. wonderful people. That- over. Try to get the pee pee out of your brain. I'm sorry. Oh man. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Three, two. You're keeping this part in, right? One. You're just gonna keep this in, right? Yeah, I might as well. Right, I might, might as, as well. well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Crossroads Game Podcast, your place to get the latest news, events, and discussion in the world of PlayStation, PC, and Xbox gaming. It's your boy, LeBron Dawkins, welcoming all you wonderful people out there that enjoy video games because we can't say the word anymore, God damn it! <laughs> Whoops, there were my monetization. Shit. Uh, uh, YouTube, YouTube changed it just recently. I think they took that out. Oh, it's gone? Yeah, because that was, uh, what was it? YouTube had that where it's like, if you Eight swore within the first... No, it was to fifty. It was fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fifteen. Yeah. yeah so Wait, they, they they took that out now. They took it out now because the whole fifteen seconds things was hugely po- unpopular. Oh um, yeah, because why fifteen seconds? I'm sorry, but why the hell could we not? So- Who lets it rip in the first fifteen seconds? The guy's talking right into the microphone. The microphone is in his mouth. I know, <laughs> man. Like you are filleting that thing, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. No, I no, I follow a lot of YouTube guys that were just like, "Ah, come on, can't you wait with my videos? Oh my god!" So the question is, though, can we can we have graphic content back in our videos now? Because like you know, like I can't stream any of my Dead Space stuff because I won't get any money off of it. Yeah, YouTube, you can, right? No, no, as like as, um, no. as long as you don't enable it for kids. Well, well, yeah, like none of my, uh, thankfully, none of my videos are ever enabled for kids. Even bro, my you ain't, aspects, bro, you ain't making money mass- off your stream. Stop it. You ain't making money Only off your stream. Only fans is enabled for kids. Yeah, even I was going to say. Stuff, even my Mass Effect stuff was not for kids. <laughs> Can you stream on only, on your OnlyFans account? Can you stream Dead Space there? I'll let you know. Okay. Oh, All right. oh wow. Oops. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a fans only <laughs> account. It was a trick. <laughs> That was Oops. a trick. You anyway, for you fell for it. I got you. Anyway, I can't. I cannot host this wonderful show by myself. So, welcoming back, as always, are my companions, the wonderful Mr. Stoyovich. What's up, dude? You're avoiding. You're avoiding the question now. The next question. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I. I am. I am definitely sidestepping that one. And also yeah, back enough. is Andre Wilson. <laughs> yes, he has OnlyFans. I am subscribed. It's lit. It's busting. You, you didn't get mad at me when I raised the price to twelve ninety nine a month. You didn't get mad, did you? No, I'm just. My- what are you doing for twelve ninety nine a month? It's playing Dead Space. What do you mean? I wouldn't pay twelve ninety nine a month to watch someone play Dead Space in their underwear. I thought my fiance's credit card is. But come on, guys. That's smart. That's but, smart. Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm saying? Five head. I hope, also, I, hope know, I hope she knows this. And also in our hot seat tonight is a, is no stranger to the show here. Welcome back, Mr. Corey Derrick. What's up, dude? Hello, gamers. 
Ah, there it is. You know, it's like I was prepared you were going to do that. So I'm, I'm just going to let that slide. So, okay. Out of all the, uh, out of all the talk about an OnlyFans account, Laron, what would your, if you had an OnlyFans, what mm-hmm. would your OnlyFans name be? What would your username be? Well, it sure as hell can't be my gamer tag because that would that would not be right. <laughs> it would be X E X O S. Jesus Christ, dude! Eight zero three. That means that means I gotta put specific content up with a name like that. Jeez, no, come on! It man. would be it'd be Exodus, but it'd be spelled E X X X. I haven't thought about this, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying right now. I have no idea what it would be. I'll be honest with you. I can't even think of like a really good, uh, like a, even like a zinger line right now. I, I can't because like uh, I haven't put that much thought into like doing one of those. No, or it'd not be at all. X, it'd be E-X-X-X-X-O-DAS. I mean, you know, like, I, you, yeah. you know, I just. I just upgraded my PC to a 3090 graphics card, and I did the old-fashioned way instead of, like, fast-tracking myself some money by making a fans-only account, you know? So there's that. You know, I'm stupid. Well, you know, running your own business is hard work. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, like, a lot of, like, husbands run it for their wives. I've heard Ooh. that a lot, too. And I'm not, yeah. like, like, I'm not, like, this is, like, no joke. I have legitimately heard of a lot of husbands running their fiancés or wife's only fans and i'm like that'd be so odd wait, wait the wait the the their 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 spouses or significant others are the are the focus so basically it'd be like if my fiance had an only fans she would make the content and i would just run the page for her hold yeah. on technically i feel like you are because like she's like your main model for all your photo stuff like according to according to your social media right now <laughs> yeah but True. you know I mean, he's not posting that on OnlyFans and fielding all the comments that people are like, you know, oh, what a nice piece of ass, you know. You know what? That is hey. that is kind of that is kind of weird. Can you know, I'll be, honest. Like, I'll be fielding honest all these you. comments from these people, like objectifying. I mean, that's what OnlyFans is, and you're you better know what you're getting into. But yeah, yeah. it'd just be kind of weird. It'd be kind of weird. For real, yeah. But uh, you got to <laughs> make you got to make money somehow in this day and age. I'm I telling mean, you, man. Like, I, I'm telling you, man. Point, it's, it's, at this point, yeah, you, you gotta kind of do it. But it would just be weird, like right. you said, to be like, "Hey, babe, this guy wants to know if he can have a pick." Yeah or no? No. Okay. Sorry. Like, yeah or nay? Yeah or nay? That'd be so weird to do. Like, I, 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 I don't know how yeah. I'd feel about about. That. Is she? Is she gonna walk into the room right now? Like, are you calling me? <laughs> no, she's not wet. Okay. Oh, she is. She all care. weird. Are you telling me to shake my ass for strangers for money? Yeah, basically. All I'm, gonna, all, all, all I'm gonna say is making an honest buck is like a real hard job these days. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, see, that, that's what I always thought about, like oh, being like a YouTuber. You didn't catch the pun. Jeez. Ah, I got it. Nice. Oh, well, in order it. for some people to make a buck, they have to be hard. Yeah. It's a penis joke. There you go. Get it. There you go. There it is. There you pen, go. Pen fifteen. You're just you're usually on top of these though. Like these story. Like like hey, what happens? Sometimes they have to be on top. Hey, there it is. Hey, there's another pen fifteen joke. That's another pen fifteen joke. There it is. <laughs> That'd be all week. Thank you. <laughs> you just you you chose to come on here. You, you hey come you on listen, here. Hey there it listen, is. You listen to the podcast every week. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what it's like on here. <laughs> Wait, do you listen to it every week? No, he does. Be honest. Every week. Be honest. I, I do listen once in a while, but not every week. <laughs> I don't listen to Pal Block every single week. I, I, I because like I would have an aneurysm. <laughs> I have an aneurysm doing the show. So. <laughs> Wow. This man needs help. I'm just saying, you listen once in a while. It's usually just me and Ed arguing for 45 minutes about something. Corey, Corey, blink if you need help. Of course he's going to. It's doing more as part of the Progressively getting faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh man welcome to, welcome to the week everyone like it's 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 a tuesday night here by the time you hear this of course it'll be thursday by the time this goes live and everything barring all things go well with the show and things like that so welcome as always uh don't forget check our show notes that's how you can be able to get in contact with us and you know like be on top of things <laughs> and uh without further ado we're gonna go ahead and get the show started and talk about what we've been playing this past week mr Deerig, sir Yes. You are the guest tonight, so you go ahead and start us off. What have you no, been playing you this past? Gonna, you told me I was going to start, and I was like, oh, no, I should probably play something real quick. Um, no, oh. I, <laughs> oh, like, like, yo, your Switch is – that's what you've been doing. You've been looking at your Switch, haven't you? No, I'm on my laptop. Oh, I see that, I see that nice PS5 in the back. I, I see that, man. Like, I know you how is that thing treating you? I don't you know. You said, do I want it? I, I, have one, I have one of my own. I haven't turned it on in, like, <laughs> three months. I played half oh, a God of War and it was done, and then I started playing other things. Um, oh, God. So, yeah. Uh, I mean... So, you've been playing been, nothing this past week? No, I've been I've been playing uh, Destiny, uh, The Lightfall. Yeah, yeah. Extra, did that uh, secret mission for the cool new uh, Vex Glaive, exotic Glaive. Super cool. I'm a big Glaive guy. He 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 is known as Corey the 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 glaive main. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's is true. he really? That's true. That's yeah, true. So yeah. I'm, uh, in, in 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 most firefights, uh, Corey brings if he could a pistol and a glaive. If, if that's all he had, it'd be a pistol and a glaive and his fist. Uh, Andre, you would have the other night. You would have just you would have quit out because I I took a I took a primary shotgun, a glaive, and a sword into a fight. Oh, I would. I'd leave right there. I'd leave. <laughs> I shot, but that's the most Titan thing ever, though. That's that's I the most. That's the, I know. Were you wearing I mean, Saints helmet? Yeah, I was. Okay, I was. but it's fine then. It's fine. You I, pop the bubble and wait for him to come, and he just. I do. I did do that a lot. Uh, that's fair. I have been working on a uh, on a strength build. Uh, so <laughs> a strength resilience uh, recovery build, so I can just literally run in and punch everyone <laughs> all the time. That's so funny. I mean, like, I as a Titan, though, it's like, mm-hmm. like, when I play Titan, I usually run SMG, and then in my kinetic, I'll try and have a shotgun, so then all I do is I just, like, I'll shoot as I'm sprinting towards you, and if I get close, I just I just beat the crap out of you. I do it with, like, everyone. I'll do it with, like, champ and everything. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Titans are fun. I'm just gonna, yeah, Titans are just a lot of fun. I, uh... So I've been playing a lot of that. We, uh, what else did we do? I haven't run the raid yet. I plan on doing that at some point. I just, uh, there's, there's a lot going on. I've been playing Hogwarts legacy. Like it's my job because we have book club on Friday and I'm almost done. Uh, 
I was going to finish it tonight, but I'm here. So, you know, uh, I'll be doing that. But I really I really do enjoy that game. I think it's a I think it's a wonderful game. The story is kind of like it's petering out a little bit, right? Like, it's just kind of like, meh, it's fine. But just being in the world is super fun and super cool. And uh, all the abilities and the and, the you know, the the when the seasons change, it's super cool. Flying a hippogriff is super cool. Uh, you know, it's 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 an awesome game. I have to give credit to Avalanche for doing an amazing job with this game, even after like, you know, obviously their history of games isn't the greatest. I mean, like Disney Infinity and Cars 3 are good games, but they're not like, you know, they're not winning any game of the year awards or anything. Uh, and so to to come out with a game like this, as wonderful as it is, and on top of that, going through all of the, you know, internet garbage right like i'm glad they i'm glad avalanche has finally hit on something and i'm excited to see what they add to the sequel so you think they're gonna make a sequel (laughs) yeah dude that game sold 12 million units in three weeks it's getting a sequel (laughs) i i don't know i i I wouldn't i i wouldn't be surprised if they said they weren't making a sequel to this because i know they said they weren't going to make any dlc period yeah, but it would it would shock me if this game didn't get a sequel, whether it was Avalanche or not. It would just mm-hmm. it would surprise me, uh, especially the way the story's going. It kind of feels it because like kind of spoilers, but not really. You start the game as a fifth year, and a Hogwarts tenure is seven years, mm-hmm. so that would uh, right there kind of sets it up for a sequel. And then just the way the story's going kind of makes me feel like. Think there's more going on right now so i don't know i mean look i don't know it might not but it would shock me uh and then last but not least i can't i can't go on a podcast without mentioning disney dreamlight valley hey andre what what, what you been playing man <laughs> wow i have been wow. playing oh wow, wow. jesus Wow. I'm just mess, I'm just messing with Corey. I'm just messing with Corey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. You, nope. You, the I, mic's still yours. Nope. I, I, you know what? I don't want to talk about Disney Dream Life Valley now. Okay, for okay, for everybody who's wondering why I was just so rude and abrupt to Corey, it's because like for the, every week for the past like what almost two months now on the Boss Wars podcast, Corey just gushes about the game. There's always something new to talk about. What's your latest achievement that you've done on on it, Corey? Go ahead. Tell the audience. I have no uh, idea what this game is, so I'm going to have to... You're going to have to start is, over from the beginning. Look, it's, it's, it's basically it's, The Sims for Disney. No, let, Corey, let Corey, let Corey discuss it. I, I want you to start from the beginning. It's, it's <sighs> Animal Crossing for Disney fans is what it is. It, okay. It's, it's like a mix between Animal Crossing and, and Stardew Valley, essentially. Uh, and then you have you do different quests and then you unlock uh, different Disney characters and they also give you quests. And then you, that's how you kind of progress to the game is you do quests for Disney characters while you're farming and upgrading your house and updating Scrooge McDuck's bank and store. And OK, see, I I, I might want to play that because like y'all know how I'm about the Donald Duck family. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Donald's quests are like, dude, he there's an alien invasion quest in it for donald and goofy and uh-huh. it's like what are what do you mean there's an alien invasion quest for totally forgetting that there are definitely aliens in the disney universe so hmm. uh, but yeah it's 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 
fun. Right. It's my it's my I'm going to bed and I need something to do for 20 minutes and it turns into an hour and a half and I'm wondering why I'm tired every day. Are they the um, are they the chicken little aliens or the or the lost uh, plant no, uh, no, treasure plant or what? Spoilers for the Donald Duck quest, I guess. It's it's Stitch. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you just you you just you just got a bunch of people guaranteed to play that game right now because of you saying that. Look, I did. And I upgraded Moana's boat all the way. So now she can catch me 20 fish every hour instead of eight to 10. So that's been real nice. I don't have to fish. She just finds fish for me. I'm getting to the point where like a lot of this stuff becomes automated and you just go and pick the stuff up. And then I'll sell it to Goofy for a pretty penny and then I'm just going to be rich. Hmm. So. But... Yeah, the quest I'm on right now is I'm I found Olaf from Frozen and I'm trying to put him back together. That's the quest I'm on. I'm on the I'm, last. I'm, I'm not, I have to find his arms. So. I'm I'm not gonna be mean. I'm not. I'm not. It's fine. You know what, Laron? <laughs> Nobody cares. Well, that was interesting. That was interesting. I never heard of this game and sounds all this Disney stuff. I have no concept about. And yeah, it's uh, it's free to play. But right now it's an early access and you have to buy it for $30, but you get the founders pack or whatever, but it's going to be a free to play game. Oh, okay. In the Neat. summer, I think. So I'm not hundred percent sure when, uh, the, the 1.0 releases, but one last thing though, the switch version crashes a lot, <laughs> but it does have, mm. it does have cloud saves though. Um, which is cool. <laughs> so I can switch between the Switch version and the Game Pass version and uh, play my save across the consoles and PC. So. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you. All right. Andre, finally, you're up. <laughs> um, for me, just the usual uh, Persona 5 days gone. And... Stop, 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 stop. You're not done with Persona 5 yet? No, I know, I, know long, I, know, I know it's a long game, but I have like ninety-five hours in that game. I'm not done yet. Okay, all right. I'm taking all right, so, my. I am taking my sweet, sweet time with that game. All right, so P5R days P- gone and Destiny Two. And that's it. Destiny Two. Yeah. Okay. I won't go all into right. super detail because it's the same. It's the same thing. Basically, always, that always. that Corey that basically like that Corey just did. But yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, whatever Corey said about Destiny Two is basically what I'm doing as well. So okay, that's pretty, all right. Pretty much it. Yeah. All right then. All right, sweet. All right, Stoy, you're up. Um, I fired up the original Resident Evil Four. The original um, Resident Evil Four. Yeah, like uh, they had a um. They actually had a sale at Capcom after the Capcom showcase last week. They had a sale on like basically all the Resident Evil games. So I bought the triple pack for the Xbox. Um, it came with Resident nice. Evil 4, 5, and 6. And um, it, uh, it was like 12 bucks or something like that. Nice. So I was like, all. yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, so I I don't know how many copies of Resident Evil 4 I own now. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I I just wanted to play on my Xbox for some reason. I have Resident Evil Four on my PlayStation Three. I have it on the Switch, and it was like I want to play it on my Xbox. And I was like, all right, I'll splurge, and then I can play Resident Evil Five maybe afterwards, and then maybe Resident Evil Six. 
Have you been playing? I, the, <clears throat> have you been playing the demo for the for the remake? Absolutely not. Okay, so you are you are trying your best not to be spoiled. I am doing a damn good job. Okay, uh, with the okay. exception of I uh, follow the Resident Evil subreddit, and God, those people are just like, uh, this is a spoiler free post, but blah 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 blah, like in the title, like get out of here with your spoiler free bullshit. Don't put it in the goddamn title, like. <laughs> Andre, did you have a question? I, I did. I wanted to ask you um, three quick things. Number one, did you or are you using any infinite weapons in RE4? No. No? Okay. No. Um, or oh, sorry, not three questions, but two. Uh, my second question, I completely forgot the Plaga Killer is a gun in that game. Have you used it or do you know how to unlock it? I do not know how to unlock it. I, I know about it, but it's yeah. been so long. Have you ever like seen it used or used it? Yeah, I've used yeah. it. I, I okay. used it when I used to play the shit ton of it on, yeah. on GameCube. So yeah, um, okay, but uh, okay. that's cheating, bro. Yeah, like I never, I never played it. Or sorry, I never had it. I've seen it, and it's basically a walking cheat code. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. kind of doesn't make the game fun. I usually like to play with the Chicago typewriter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, that, the Tommy I like gun. to yeah, I like to use the Tommy gun and then wear Leon's like old Chicago style suit. I don't know, man. Like, you know, the uh you know the beginning of the game where you have to shoot like five ten of those gems, ten of those blue gems, and you get that predator oh, that, pistol. Yeah, like the wicked handgun, and then you can get like the attachment and it's like on your arm. Yeah, yeah. bro, that, that handgun puts in some fucking work, man. Does it really? It does it really does. Like if you start oh, to if you upgrade okay. it fully, yeah. it puts in some work. Like it uh, you have a high increased critical hit chance. I think yeah. it doesn't really tell you that, but it does. Ooh, so I, like I, sometimes I you can have that. like sometimes you can have like a one headshot pop, you know, which is nice when you know the 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 ganados like start to kind of when you shoot them in the head and those Come kind on, of you like, pop up. I, I, I hated that. I hated that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But I I know. Um, but yeah. So I'm I don't know like. That's what kind of led me to our topic for this episode that I was like, this game still fucking holds up, man. Like this game still like, I mean, granted, we've seen some quality of life improvements in third person shooter games since Resident Evil four, mm -hmm. but you know, it still like holds up really well. Um, you know, the story is good. The, like the acting is good. Like that's, you know, this was the game Leon. that made me really fall in love with Leon. Leon. And I don't know. I don't honestly, Ashley ain't as annoying as you motherfuckers pin her out to be. Whoa, you know? whoa, 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 whoa. She's I not will... that bad. No, she's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, everyone's like, oh, God, she's so annoying. Like, shut up. If you learn to maybe, like, duck and dip and dive and make sure she doesn't get in the way of your dumbass, you know? Yeah. Like, and then if you give her the, the suit of armor, she can never technically die. She's too heavy to carry. So, yeah, right? Yeah. The only part she's annoying is the part where you're in the castle and, like, people are, like, trying to pick her up and walk away with her and then if you get swarmed you have to fight them off and then and then shoot the guy taking her and then that can be kind of annoying but yeah that, yeah that time, can it's be. just like she's behind you and it's like if you kill everyone then it's, it's ggs there's uh there, there's this other scene i um i just finished playing it maybe like i, I don't know maybe like half hour before i jumped on um there was a scene where you first fight the two chainsaw women you oh, know, yeah. you, you jump yeah. into that pit and all of a sudden two chainsaw women come up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't stuff Ashley into a dumpster before that, 
She's going to get captured. Rookie mistake, though. Rookie mistake, yeah. Yeah, easily. So, like, I forgot. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to jump down this pit. Oh, shit. This was the chainsaw part. And then all of a sudden, like, she gets picked up, like, almost right away. And then game over, like, within five seconds. And I was like. Easily, yeah. All right. right. So, uh, Laurent, I saw that look on your face. Now, um, there's random dumpsters, empty dumpsters around. And uh, if you think you're going to be swarmed with enemies, you you basically tell Ashley, go hide. And then she hides in the dumpster while you while you pop off mm-hmm. on some fools. It makes every encounter that you can m- make her hide like 20 times easier because then it's just like you have to defend you and not you and her. Yeah, it's just, it makes it makes it so easy. Yeah, there's also the clarification. Um, well, I mean, it really does. Like if you if you're not looking around for that. You know, yeah, you can you can easily get swarmed. And um, there was the uh, there was like the other scene where you had to fight El Gigante the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's that? Um, that was in the that was in the in the kind of like the lone path. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like a small it's path. Like, you know? It's like it's like a canyon almost where there's like. The... Yep. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yep. So. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the game holds up like really well. Like I, I really, I haven't fully played it in a long time. Like mm-hmm. this is probably the longest I've played it in a very long time. Like I, I, you know, I touched it, like played it for like maybe an hour and been like, ah, oh, that was a fun down, trip down memory lane. But this is like the first time I'm really investing time in it. So I, I hope I can beat it by the time the game comes out. Uh, the remake you comes got, like, out what, two weeks. Uh, next week, bro. Next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Pardon next me. week, bro. So it's gonna be our book club for for boss rush. Sick. In April. Yeah. I mean, um, I still think they should. <laughs> you know, I still think they should have remade uh, Code Veronica. But Laurent, you and I talked about that. Where, uh, um, Resident Evil Four is that uh, is what's gonna mm-hmm. make them money. Yeah, yeah, which you know, like I, I hate to admit that, but it's it's true. RE4, yeah. you know, as a matter of fact, RE4 will probably make them enough money that they can take a loss on creating the Resident Evil 4, the Resident Evil Code Veronica remake, which I don't think they'll take a loss on it because I do think there I do think there is a demand for it, but I think I understand like, like Capcom 3 though. I think people Capcom like is a, more than 3. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I mean, like Code Veronica more than three, and I enjoyed Code Veronica. I, I mean, they all they all stood up on their own on their own merits. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I hate to rank. You know, obviously Resident Evil Two for me, the OG Resident Evil Two is still like you know the goat for me. But are um, are you two and three for me is like Mega Man two and three. I can't, I can't. One's always inching out the other on any yeah. given day of the week. You know, but um, I, I think even just the fact that Resident Evil the 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 series the franchise itself is so big they could come out with a remake of resident evil survivor you know and people would eat mm-hmm. that shit up god mm-hmm. Capcom, if you're listening to this podcast please remake resident evil survivor oh my god <laughs> or give people resident evil outbreak everybody's been climbing climbing for those and we get our reverse get out of here yeah, yeah, I still, uh, I still question that our reverse thing I still question that I wonder how good it's doing I, I haven't even heard anything about it since since it officially released. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, whatever. So uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. That and I've been playing uh, Atomic Heart too. 
Um, are you on, are you still enjoying it? Atomic Heart? Yeah, I am actually. It's it's really fun, really unique. Um, it's um. Did I talk about the penis machines? Yes, you, you did. did not. Okay, all right. Wait, he did. Yeah. I don't recall that. He Somebody did. was paying attention. Somebody was paying attention. He mentioned penis, and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the large penis machine factory. You know where it's like you had a shaft, and you had this little ring that would go. Yes, around I remember that now. I penis, remember that now. Yeah, yeah. So see, completely see, coincidental. Just, completely see, coincidental. Just, see, just because just because I'm queer doesn't mean I always have penis on the brain. Mm. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. Shut up. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> um, speaking speaking of, I wonder what my boyfriend's doing right now. <laughs> listening to this. Uh, if your, only, if trail. only. <laughs> like, I'll right, give you right. penis on the brain. <laughs> all right, so is that everything? That's pretty much it, yeah. It's a very ATNA podcast today. Holy <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I'm just going to like this. Legend of Dragoon on the PlayStation. Andre. Yes. Play this game. Play it. Play it on, on the PlayStation Classic. I don't have a PlayStation 5. Yeah, listen, listen buy PlayStation 5 or 4. You can play it on the 4. And play oh, that's right. it. Yeah, you can. They cleaned it up, man. They cleaned it up. They made it look real good. <sighs> do I YouTube it or do I just not? I feel like YouTube won't do justice, though. You want to experience. I ex- See, see. so this is why I love you. Because you, you, you want to experience me. it. You, you want to experience me. it. You, you can't just it. like watch a YouTube Let's Play and think like, oh, man, this feels great. No, I have to hold the controller, immerse myself, and just control dart. Yeah. Bro, those battle, the battle music. Ooh. Oh, the battle. The there, There's no other battle theme in any game that gets me more erect in that entire freaking album i swear to god yeah i'm i'm gonna go back and listen to this soundtrack it can't be it cannot be more epic than the final fantasy 7 fight music it cannot it, be it is mm. i'll say that tough. There, are, there are times I mean, when i'm up here editing photos on that jazz and i will just throw on like a 10 hour loop of like the battle theme for legend and just and just be and just be like this is i could stay here forever you know i think he's kidding but i guarantee you he's not i i I guarantee you yeah unless we road trip to canada i i I believe andre when he says this actually (laughs) you guys want to road trip to canada i'll make room on the bed we can all sleep here i call the wall hey there it is damn damn well shoot i need the body heat so i'll take the center I'll take the edge, and that means I'll I'll, I'll spoon Corey. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, all right. Is that is that everything? Yeah, yeah. Is that everything? Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, guys, um, I can finally I can finally officially say that I beat the Dead Space remake. I beat it Sunday no. night. I beat it Sunday night right after the Last of Us finale. Um. So are you? Feel? You feel empty it inside? was. It, it was a, it was, it was a, it was an enjoyable experience and stuff like that. Uh, like I, I mean, these guys, the the creative team, phenomenal job. Like I, I feel like I've been saying this for for forever, but now I've actually played through the game and beaten it, and I've beaten it on the first run because New Game Plus is where you get the second ending, as well as like you, uh, as well as like uh, there's a there's a few additional things. So yeah, like I've been like really like like I I can't say enough about the game. Honestly, uh, I do like. Chapter 12, chapter, chapter, the back half of chapter 11 and chapter 12, like, you know, 
it still plays like how we remember from Dead Space, but there are some things that are different because like they they do more for the storyline, and that's all I'm gonna say. Like they explain, they explain like they actually make a better a better explanation of like you know like there are certain times in, in, when you see Nicole on the ship and she's helping you, like there's an explanation for that and it's fucking amazing that's all i'm gonna say without getting any spoilers uh because i feel like i feel like by this by this point and by the way dead space is on sale right now so like you can get it for 50 bucks instead of the usual 70 so so there's that and uh and also like playstation 5 gamers will have a chance to get the game for free off of us thanks thanks to crossroads show so just just pay attention to our social media for that and you'll find out how to enter and have a chance to win uh, but yeah, like I can't wait to go back in and do New Game Plus. Uh, you know, like Resident Evil Four is coming out, so you know, like I'm gonna have to give that some attention. I, 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 I can't honestly be sure if I'm getting it day. One, well, if I'm gonna get it day one and play it day one, but it's it's automatically in my list and stuff like that. So I and I promise you, Stoy and Andre, that I will play this game. I I, I don't will. believe. I still don't believe you. Know, you. I you still don't believe, don't believe it. it. You don't believe no, it. I'm playing it. You have to play it. That's the rule. And you're a weenie. You you don't you don't play you don't play horror games like you're a, so. Mm. I get tired of getting called out by 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 these filthy casuals. Well, you know what? Prove me wrong. Okay, I'll prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong. Doesn't matter um, what I say. Just prove me wrong. Yeah. Also, over the weekend, I um I I I I got a new addition to my to my computer. I I, I up I I traded up my thirty eighty for a thirty ninety. So um so you know what. I think I'm stopping for now. Like, there's no reason for me to get into the 40 series, even though, like, you know, like a couple of those cards are faster. 3080 for a 3090. Well, yeah, because because of my job, like, you know, I get, I, you know, I, I kind of get lined up to get certain things, you know. So, like, and you know, like, if I have an opportunity to sell, sell like my previous graphics card, like my 2080 Ti before the 3080, before I got the 3080 and stuff like that, because it puts me in line to like get this stuff. So, you know, and um, I couldn't, I couldn't turn down the fact that I was getting that I was getting a 3090 at less than MSRP. Yeah, because like it's a it's a it's a six it's a fifteen hundred dollar graphics card. I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, outside of Dead Space, uh, I've also been playing SF Duel. Some some friends of mine got me onto this mobile game, and uh, it's pretty fucking fun. I will say that. As a matter of fact, I've got it running right now on my tablet because like it is it, because like it will autoplay itself, which is fun. But you have to keep your eye on it because sometimes your guys will get their shit pushed in. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's the uh street fighter one right yeah it's a street fighter one yep sf duel street fighter duel yeah yeah so it's uh yeah it's pretty fun like um i i kind of stumbled onto it because i saw i saw some of my friends talking about it and stuff like that but uh one of my friends who's uh who works at best buy out here not too far from where i live uh i walked in one day and we were just we were just talking you know like and um and he was like he was like have you played De- sf duel and i was like no i haven't like i I'm I'm trying not to play a lot of mobile games, especially the ones that are like quote unquote pay to win, because like I had a real addiction to those games when I was playing Teppin. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so he talked to me about it, and I was like, okay, I will give this a try, but um, I'm trying not to spend money, and you know what? I have not spent any money on this game. Like I have no microtransactions have happened for me yet. So I think I'm doing something right because uh, Teppin took a lot of my money, and I'm and sometimes I'm embarrassed to admit that. It's okay, Laron. We all do it. All right, but uh, you guys, speaking that, of speaking of Tekken, did you guys see that Tekken trailer with uh, Fei Long that just popped you up? Mean you mean no. Law? I haven't seen Law. that one yet. Yeah, I keep confusing Fei Long from Street Fighter with anyway. Well, um, yeah, bro, I haven't seen bro, that one bro, yet. I, I did see. 
bro did this flex in the trailer and like literally he flexed and like every muscle in every individual muscle fiber in his body just popped up man hold i got on. i got hold on i gotta see wow. it's halfway through like, it's halfway through it's halfway through like, like story got story got bricked i gotta see this yeah. real fast i mean i mean <laughs> tekken yeah, Tekken uh, Law. Yeah, Tekken, really. Tekken Eight, the martial yeah. law gameplay trailer. But you yeah. know what? He, uh, so he was my main when I when I used to play a lot of Tekken back in the day. He was my main, of course. So, all right. Well, there you go. That's everything that we've been playing here at the Crossroads Podcast. Uh, do us a favor, hit us up over hit us up over on the socials. Let us know what you guys have been playing. Give us some ideas for what we should play. You know, while we wait the next ten days for Resident Evil Four to come out, and uh, there us. you have it. Oh, yeah, man, my boy is ripped. You see that? You see what I'm talking about? Holy boy, could cut diamonds with, with those nipples. Damn. <laughs> That's my man right All right. And on, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and roll into our new new and notable games for the uh, for the week. That This week being the 13th of March to the 19th of March. You're still uh, watching the trailer? You're still watching it, right, Andre? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. So it's a much slower week, uh, but it's headlined by... WWE 2K23 and also a, a PSVR title that's a rail shooter. So uh, there we go. Uh, you know what? Well, Andre's doing that. I will go ahead and start us off on Tuesday, the 14th of March. We have Valheim, which is an RPG uh, available now for the Xbox. Uh, Valheim was already released on the PC. Uh, but it's out today uh, for Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Uh, a brutal exploration and survival game for 1 to 10 players set in a procedurally generated purgatory inspired by Viking culture. Battle, build, and conquer your way to a saga worthy of Odin's pro- uh, patronage. Uh, also coming out today on the 14th, we have the Blade uh, We have Blade of Darkness, which is an adventure title for PlayStation, um, as well as Half-Life, the M mod. Uh, you, you guys know Half-Life. It's the first-person shooter that, that basically reignited the craze after, after that thing called Quake. Uh, so there's that. Ha- the Half-Life 1 mod is a free – I'm sorry, M mod is a free fan-made modification for Half-Life uh, 1 uh, aiming to refine players' arsenals and further expand players' combat options, uh, featuring AI tweaks, VFS, VFX, and SFX overhaul in the spirit of the original, uh, additional weapon functionality, and bug fixes while keeping most of the changes optional. That is that is only on PC, so have at it. Man, it's wild that how dedicated the fan base is. That it's like, hey, let's go remake this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? But you know what I love—the fact that you know our friends at Valve are just like have at it, you know, like, like, like you know, Valve has actually so been lazy. Very, it's like whatever. Well, there, there's that, there's that too. There's that too. They are they are lazy, but at the same time, Valve has always been like community friendly, you know. Yeah. Like I, True. and I enjoy that because we all know there are other companies out there is like those like fuck those bitches. We want our money. Yep. <laughs> Also, also out on Tuesday, 14th of March, we have Hot Wheels Rift Rally, which is a racing game for PlayStation available on PlayStation and iOS. Uh, there's also Blade of Darkness, the RPG game, also on PlayStation consoles. And lastly, we have The Legend of Heroes Trials uh, Trails of Azure, which is an RPG uh, is, uh, coming out for the PC. I believe it already released on the Switch, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Andre, you ready? What? What? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Good, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I want to watch that trailer again. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I am, yeah. Uh, Wednesday? Wednesday, the 15th Wednesday. of March, yep. Okay, we have three games. First one is Two Point Campus School Spirits, which is a simulator releasing on all platforms. 
Uh, Dead by Daylight mobile survival horror for the Android and iOS. I don't think we've ever done a. We we talk we we talk about mobile. I don't like the really noteworthy stuff though. Like okay, like okay. yeah. You hear that? That speaking of this, you hear that they're making Dead by Daylight a movie. Yes, I heard about that. Okay, yeah. That Tetris movie uh, also comes out soon. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that Tetris movie. That I, movie I, is wild. I, yeah, like, learning that Nintendo smuggled some dude out of out of Mother Russia just to just to print a fucking game. Like, come on! I'm like, really glad where, you guys finally saw watch the trailer. Jeez, where where is that Nintendo now when we fucking need them? Where where are they at? Gone. Gone. Exactly. Um, Gone. Miyamoto's in the back room smoking a cigarette. Making, okay. Making okay. I don't know. I don't know specifically how to pronounce this game, so I'm gonna say it's Wolken, and we're I'm just gonna, gonna go with that. Wolsen, but Wolken, Lords of Mayhem. Wolken, Lords of Mayhem is an isometric open world action RPG in the corrupted world falling apart. The game features a unique mechanic called apocalyptic. From that, allows players to shape shift into a highly customized character. Cool. You are free to mold your characters thanks to a deep and rich customization system. And thanks to our complex and crafting minigame and our housing module, you will be able to make your adventure feel as your adventure. You are a former officer of Army of the Human Republic, forced to flee the death penalty because of the magic powers you've unwillingly developed. Uh, where am I? Being tracked down by humans and hunted by the monsters of the wild, you are recruited by a mysterious group of Templars, and this, or sorry, thus an epic adventure begins in which you will wander, wander, pardon me, the world to fight inhuman, mutated monsters, and discover the terrible secret of the extinguishing mankind. This actually sounds kind of sick. Uh, Thursday. The trailer, looks pretty, the trailer looks pretty decent. I'll have to check that out. Thursday we have five games sorry uh walk in for the pc thursday march 16th pulse void action game <clears throat> ps4 uh the second game is anno 1800s which is a sim lead the industrial revolution welcome to the dawn of the industrial age the path you will choose which sorry the path you choose will define your world are you an innovator or an exploiter uh, conqueror or a liberator. How the world remembers your name is up to you. PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Three, the dark pictures. Switch back. I was going to say book. VR shooter for the PS5 and PSVR2. Uh, the fourth one. Be- actually, actually, uh, for a second here, just, just, a, just, a, just, a, just so we don't have any confusion for some of the people listening, uh, a PSVR title is a PS5 title essentially, but that, but, but that does not mean the PS5 title is PSVR. If that makes any sense, okay, <laughs> it means you have to have the PS5 to play this title. It's not a, it's not a straight PS5 game. Got it. Okay. Uh, four being Gorn which is an action game, which is a PS5 plus PSVR 2. And the last one being Surviving the Aftermath Rebirth, which is a sim game for the PS4, PC, and Xbox One. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the one we've been waiting for. It's Friday, the 10th of March. My man. Yeah. Stoy. Got it. WWE 2K23. Is even stronger with expanded features, gorgeous graphics, and a deep roster of WWE superstars and legends. 
2K Showcase returns as an interactive sports documentary focusing on the 20-year career of John Cena and War Games. Is finally here. Is War Games a wrestler? I, I read I think, that and I was I, like, is that a type of I think I think that's a I think that's a mode. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um I heard the last time they did a documentary, it was pretty trashed. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was only a couple on. years ago. It was uh, only a couple years ago, and it was like the game came out broke as hell. Uh-huh. And, and I think people sued them. Anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you see, you've got Defend the, Defend the Rook, which is an RPG coming out on Xbox. And finally, for all you Diablo fans out there, get ready for Diablo 4 Early Access. The open beta and Early Access weekends for Diablo 4, feature the game's prologue and the entirety of Act 1. Holy shit. Characters will be capped at level 25, but you're welcome to continue ripping through demons until the open beta ends. Early access is available to those who pre-purchase the game for PC or console or via social media giveaways. And that is for the PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. So, is anybody, here, is anybody here a Diablo fan? I, I am a Diablo fan, and I enjoyed should, it. Well, I should start over. Andre, you go first. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't, um, I played three, and I enjoyed it. Okay, I did too as well. Yeah. Now, Same. Leron, your Same. turn. Okay. Same. Corey. Wow, Leron, way to copy. It was okay. I <laughs> okay. played a little bit of Diablo three and thought it was fine, but I'm not like. Yo, it. yo, I, I, I had, I had to get it in as, as, as how a gonna, I'm Corey sorry. Was, how are you going to interrupt Corey? I don't exist. Because, because Andre <laughs> called me out. Yeah, but Corey was talking. Fine. Corey, start over. I'm sorry. I you guys know matter. I do this. My yes, your opinion does matter. Why are you fucking up and doing it? Oh my god! Just like real life. Ah, Jesus. Uh, anyway, moving on. That's it for games this week. Jesus. All right. Including what we mentioned in this segment, this week featured over 43 games released across all platforms, including PlayStation VR 2 and iOS and Android. Andre, what's up? Uh, is anyone gonna get the early access for? D4? I have I haven't pre-ordered it yet, so no. Oh, is that the only way to get it? That's the only way yeah. to get it. No, oh, lame. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I haven't pre-ordered it yet. You guys All remember right. the old, um, the old Modern Warfare Two meme? Which you know one? the the no Which Russians one? meme. No Russians meme. Yeah. No, I don't think or I remember it's, that. It's it's like uh you know uh the guys are in the elevator, and you know you know in the actual game oh, he says remember, yes. remember no Russian. Yeah. Um. So it's I every time a big game comes out for years, I remember like remember no pre-orders. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's the scene like it's scene where they're gonna shoot up the the airport. airport. Yep, yeah, yep. R- remember no Russian, no, no Russian, yeah, no Russian, yeah. Anyway, all right. As a reminder, all release dates have changed, so the Crossroads crew is not responsible for any games that may get delayed and or canceled. There you have it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bust into the week's uh, news and topics. So uh, let's get busy. And yeah, that's that Tekken trailer was fucking amazing. Bro, his little flex and just... <laughs> yes. He's like, <laughs> Just like every fiber is just like... Yep. All right. All right. To kick things off, as we, as we were talking about Diablo 4, there are no plans for Diablo 4 to hit Game Pass. Uh, this information comes directly from the mouth of the developers. Uh, but 
Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard could see its addition sometime in the future. There's there's that. There are currently no plans for Diablo 4 to be added to the X, to Xbox Game Pass, according to series lead Rod Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson is the general manager of the, of the Diablo franchise at Blizzard, and he took the Twitter to state that a Game Pass appearance for the game isn't in the works at the moment. Uh, in a quote, he said, it's awesome seeing the excitement around Diablo, around the Diablo 4 beta. Uh, and... This uh, like Ferguson has also previously worked on Gears of War and Shadow Complex. Just, just you know, because there's some people out there. I was like, who is this guy? You know? Rod Ferguson, <laughs> come back to Gears. <laughs> he need uh, help. He, he also went on to say that we've been getting some questions about Diablo Four and Game Pass, and I want to let you know we have no plans for that. Uh, questions thing. about Diablo. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I bet. If this Microsoft deal goes through, Diablo 4 is on Game Pass. But oh, not I'm for sure. two years. Not for two years. I don't think it's going to come out for two years. What on Game It'll Pass? be on Game oh. Pass at some point. But once once uh, Blizzard has milked all the money that they can get from it, it'll pop up on Game Pass. Okay. Okay. That's well, fair. Yeah. I'll let it go. <laughs> no, no. What, what, no. No, uh, go ahead. Say it. I was just going to say, like... Um, I just I feel like micro to keep Microsoft to keep on their day and date stuff like I I don't know if that's some sort of concession that they would have to make with PlayStation about oh these games don't come to Game Pass for blah blah years or whatever to buy them or whatever but I just they they said that all of them all their games would be coming to Game Pass day one and I wonder. I wonder if that's going to apply to Activision Blizzard or moving forward, if that's just going to apply to Xbox Game Studios games and not maybe not Bethesda games, maybe not Activision games or Blizzard games. I don't know. That's a that's a, that actually poses a very good question. That does, um, because I wonder about that. I feel like the way Microsoft, I feel like the way Microsoft and Xbox has like kind of position themselves it seems like everything is coming you know day one the game pass or reasonably they're at or reasonably sometime thereafter and stuff like that so uh, yeah like like i feel like i feel like right now because like activision blizzard is still like a free agent they can say whatever the hell they want you know um yeah. in, in regards to this um and then you know once once the big m takes it you know then it's like okay like who's eating their hat Who's uh who's going to, who's going to sit in the in the in the corner and all that you know and how we getting our money you know because mm-hmm. uh because because if anything Microsoft's gone all in on Game Pass you know um to the point where to the point where we now know that companies do lose money <laughs> when they have their games their products on Game Pass and stuff like that but you know like hey Microsoft you know they they want subscribers and yeah I. I, I don't I don't know the logic because I don't I don't know business like that but you know something's going on and they'll do what they want to do. Uh, so uh, questions about Diablo 4's inclusion to Game Pass have been looming as Microsoft's proposed sixty nine billion dollar acquisition of Activision Blizzard continues to overgo, undergo investigation by anti competition authorities. Uh, so guys, would you like to see Diablo Four make it to Game Pass or or you know you're good however it stands? I mean I still stand by what I said, I think Diablo four would be too much of a cash grab for them mm-hmm. and they would lose money putting it on an Xbox game pass. That's why that hence why you said like, it'd be like two years or later yeah. before it shows up on game pass. Yeah. Once all the DLC comes, I mean, they could try to do like the Forza horizon 
thing that they did where they're uh, like when For- Forza Horizon 5 came on Game Pass, their DLC sales went through the fucking roof. So, you know, that's not something you can get on Game Pass. You can't get all the DLC on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. that incentivized people to say, hey, I'll just buy all the DLC right away. So they still made a bunch of extra money that they probably wouldn't have in the past. So I suppose, you know, to counterpoint myself, it could be beneficial to have them come out gay pass day one and then have all the DLC, you know, maybe more people would buy it. I, I'm, I'm feeling you on that one. Uh, Andre, you got anything to add? Um, I personally don't think Diablo four should go on game pass because I, per- I think it might hurt the game because then the sales won't be there. I know that people have been looking forward to Diablo 4 for a long time. Mm-hmm. A long time. So I think for it to not really succeed, but to do very, very well, it needs to just stay on its own course. And just that way it can grow organically and not just thrive off of Game Pass. If that makes any sense. Yep. Yep, cool. All right. Um, any final words on this before we move on? Nope. No. No. Sure. I hope. Sorry. I sorry. I was a little distracted with my phone. My bad. I had to. I had to send someone a last minute message, or there, there would been help. There would have been hell to pay tomorrow How morning. Dare you, wife? While we're podcasting, we're on. Rude. Yeah, I know. I know. We're in I'm these stairs. Uh, this is the only thing that matters. I'm such a jerk. My bad. My bad. <laughs> But you know, but you know who isn't a jerk? Konami, <laughs> because the fan enthusiasm for Castlevania is definitely motivating for them. Uh, this uh, this tidbit of news here, man. I don't know. Like, there's excitement here. Um, a Konami developer has acknowledged the excitement and enthusiasm for for fans online for the Castlevania franchise amidst reports of a reboot. Uh, in a new interview with IGN, Konami assistant producer to, uh, Sutomu. Tanaguchi uh, said that the buzz was really motivating for Konami. The interview was conducted to mark the release of Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Fun game, by the way, which is a crossover expansion that combines uh, the two the two franchises, that being Dead Cells and Castlevania. Uh, in a quote, he said, we tried to bring back games that people loved and cherished with the Castlevania Anniversary Collection and the Castlevania Advance Collection. Uh, Tanaguchi said, we also brought back Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night for our PlayStation fans and on mobile and launched Grimoire, Grimoire of Souls on the Apple Arcade to celebrate the lore of the franchise. But we know that our fans always want more, and we do too. So this opportunity to have this amazing crossover with Dead Cells was impossible to pass on. Like many of Konami's core gaming series, Castlevania excuse me, Castlevania has been dormant for several years. The last mainline installment uh, being Lords of Shadow 2. Do we consider that do we consider that a mainline installment? Because like I feel like the Castlevania those games were more like a spin-off and not like anything directly. No, they're they're a mainline. Konami considers them a mainline. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for the clarification on that. Uh, Lord's Shadow 2 was released in 2014 and was outsourced to an external developer. You guys, if you guys like Metroid games, you might know these people. Spanish studio called Mercury Steam. <laughs> they made a good Metroid game. No, they made they made two damn good Metroid games. They made a remake and then they made a, an original. Yeah, Samus Returns well, was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so guys, yeah, should, uh, you, should you ever hear the um, Lords mm-hmm. of Shadow Two, the development, the stories behind the development of that game? Not really. No. Oh my god! Probably some of the most Please toxic share. shit. So there's some of the most toxic shit that you've ever heard about. Uh, the game director being an asshole. Um, them changing the game like multiple times throughout its development. Like it was just, it was bad. Wow. Nah. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so when did that news come out? Because, like, I feel like I, I feel like I'm, I'm not in tune to, like, you know, like that type of news in gaming now as I uh, back then as I am now, because it seems like it's so prevalent now. Well, I, I think like someone someone came out recently to kind of like double down on the news on the news about it. I mean, this was posted like nine years ago, so I think it was shortly oh. after. But, um, you know, I, I just Googled it. Um like they, they, this is a quote from one of the developers. The vast majority of this team is aware that the game we've done is a real piece of shit that has nothing to do with the first one's quality and production values. And I agree oh. with them. It's a night and day difference between Lords of Shadow One, Lords of Shadow Two. Lords of Shadow Two was shit compared to the first one. If I remember okay. correctly, nobody is sub- that first one, right? Oh yeah, the first yeah. one was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second, and then his he doubled down by saying nobody is surprised by the low reviews we got. Um, so a lot of people resigned during the middle of development. Um, uh, there weren't any meetings uh, when we talked about communication about the previews. We found out a lot of things uh, by you know, press uh, releases. Yeah, like oh, that's, just, oh, that's not cool. They found, yeah. they found out things about their own product during press releases? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's it's it, it's that's, interesting. that's hard up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so here's a question. Uh how are we feeling about Castlevania, the revival of Castlevania? Do we do we want to see more of it in this current console generation or Absolutely. or are we happy with what we're getting? Absolutely. What's our what's our what's our dream what's our dream game right now for Castlevania? Remake the N64 one because it's the best one in the franchise. Oh my gosh! You, you know, what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue Honestly, with that. Honestly, he's I, not I, wrong because that that game yeah, deserves a second chance. Change my mind. Change my mind. That I, game deserves a second chance because that game was trash. I think they need just need to do what. Uh, so Nintendo I'll fight you. It's simple. <laughs> it's simple. I think I think they need to do what Nintendo did with Metroid and just make a nice, simple, 2D game that people will love mm-hmm. and then move on from there right i mean i think i think they need to get back to the roots before they start like oh we're making <laughs> we're making castlevania again guys here here it is remember you liked it huh huh i mean well, I, lords of shadow was such a different undertaking that i that i really did enjoy that first one well, i never played the second one to be honest i never played it so like hearing lords all this of stuff shadow. the second one Lords of Shadow tried to capitalize on that like third person action adventure God of War style, and it did it really yeah. well. Like it did it really well, and uh, it was like God of War meets um, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and you know it did it pretty well, and some great acting, brilliant acting uh, in it, and a good story. But um, I would like them to see to go that route again, uh, kind of like the third person, you know over the over the shoulder action adventure and then give us another kind of like side scrolling game. Uh I know we had Bloodstained Ritual of the Night which was made by one of the former lead developers of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and that was a Kickstarter for years before it actually came out. 
Um, although I wish if he had the backing of a big developer, that game probably could have been better. The game was good, but I think it could have been better for what he was trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So, but Konami's got the license so they could go out and sh- they, they could like basically hold up a sign to say who wants to develop Castlevania for us. And I guarantee you, there's going to be a line of fucking developers a mile long that wants that opportunity. It's the same mm-hmm. as like when they talked about silent Hill and Konami was like, we, we get pitches from developers every day for wanting to develop a new silent Hill game or remake or something new. Like there's no shortage of developers in the world that would love a chance at Castlevania as well. I don't see why they don't do what square Enix does with their initiative where people can pitch them games on, on IP that they have, that they have dormant. Right. And, you yeah, know, I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, Konami, Konami could definitely benefit from that. They don't want to develop games, but there's plenty of people that want to develop their games for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think, I, you know, like, like I said, I'm pretty sure Konami's keeping things close to the belt. I guarantee you there's probably a lot of developers working on various Castlevania projects right now, and they just obviously haven't announced everything yet. Just like mm. I'm pretty sure there's developers working on Metal Gear Solid games. And hopefully, God, I would love them for someone to be making another Contra game. Please. Please. What, you didn't like Please. Contra? I mean, the last one, Contra Rogue? Rogue? Uh, Rogue Core? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, man. No. No. You weren't on that conversation where Ed tried to tell me it was a game of the year contender. What? No, that conversation. No, did you did you ask him if he had an if he had a stroke? No, no. That, that, would, been, that would have been my follow up question. Did you ask him for what whatever drugs he was smoking? No, it was fine, but it wasn't. It it wasn't contra. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next news no, topic. Uh, more uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Nobody wants to talk about this topic because, like, I feel like it got ran into the ground, honestly. But uh, but if you haven't caught the news yet, uh, Rocksteady Suicide Squad has reportedly been delayed again following the showcase criticism from two – was that two, th- two weeks? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago at this point now. Yeah. Uh, at this point now, it looks like the game will not be released until 2024, according to to, to Bloomberg sources. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers has reportedly delayed Rocksteady's Suicide Squad until possibly 2024, following negative responses from the recent gameplay showcase at the state PlayStation State of Play. I'm going to be honest with you real quickly here. Like, what I saw, definitely, like, I do want to play the game, but I'm not in that big of a hurry to play the game. Now, before we before we before we elaborate any further, let me finish let me finish reading the news topic, and then we can break it down. Um, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League is the next game from the creator of the Batman Arkham series, and is billed as a genre-bending action adventure shooter uh, set in, in an open-world metropolis. Uh, the game was originally billed for release last year, but was eventually delayed until May of 2023, which now we know is no longer happening. Um, it was showcased during the state of uh, the PlayStation live stream last month, but received some criticism from fans due to its live service elements, such as the requirement to play online even in single player mode. A representative from uh, from Warner didn't immediately respond to uh, to any of Bloomberg's requests for comment. Okay, now let's go ahead and now let's go ahead and talk about this. The game's ass. Move on. Whoa. 
No, just I don't. Ki- just kidding. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just think that hasn't it been delayed twice now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, why though? The th- the thing is, I think I don't think the game looks bad. I just think it's not doing anything interesting. And I think we've been ra- waiting for a Rock City game for so long, right? Like people hold them on such high. I mean, by the time this game comes out, it'll have been nine years since they put out Batman Arkham Knight, right? So, yeah. Really? People, Holy cow. Yeah. And like people love this studio so much that I think they just want another good single player experience. And I think people really started getting scared when oh. they showed off four characters instead of one. Then they saw the battle pass kind of thing that indicated this was probably some sort of if not game as a service, something that's going to have long legs, something like Borderlands or Outriders or something like that, right? And I think people just are tired of those games, plus the Avengers didn't really do well, right? And so you have a combination of all these things and expectations, fake expectations, mind you, but expectations nonetheless from people on the internet that there's going to be blowback because it's not the game that you expect from the studio. And... I think that really sucks for Rock City because they've probably been working hard on this game for so long, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I think they probably had some sort of canceled project in between this and Batman, but like, it sucks that this game is getting delayed yet again, and they're just in an uphill battle to try to remarket this thing. Yeah, I think there was rumors that they were actually working on a Superman game. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after Arkham Knight, and then they must have canned it in favor of Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think I think what rubbed people the wrong way, at least from the kind of the rhetoric that I read online, was um, the fact that it was always online. uh, No matter if you played single player or not. Yeah. And like you always have to be constantly connected and not only just the battle pass, but the, you know, the kind of like the Destiny Borderlands like gameplay where you're constantly upgrading your equipment, your weapons, your gear, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it's like, you know when you look back at all the other games Rocksteady made, you know, it wasn't like that. So this is a huge departure for Rocksteady games in terms of, you know, the Batman games. And I think mm-hmm. longtime fans loved the old Batman games. And now this, now this comes out and it's something completely different. So I'm still here for it. I'm still eagerly anticipating it. Cause I mean, it's, it looks like a hell of a time for me, but if they're going to delay it to kind of address a lot of the fixes that they're going to do, um, and, and this is kind of like a double-edged sword because sometimes video game developers want to keep things very close to the belt mm-hmm. and they think they know what their fans want. So they go in developing a game, assuming this is what they want. And then all of a sudden it comes out. No, this is not what they want. Holy shit. We've been blindsided. You know, <laughs> it's like sometimes maybe sharing a little bit of like, Hey, this is the type of game we're making. This is what we're going to be making it, you know, with. And maybe receiving feedback. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of tough for me to think like what's better. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I just, I'm, I'm I, looking at, I'm thinking about Bioware and how close to the belt they are with Dragon Age 4 development. And I'm like, you know, guys, I believe you're going to do the right thing. I believe you're going to give us the right thing, but God, don't fuck it up <laughs> because we can't, we can't wait around that. We've been waiting longer for Dragon Age 4 than, uh, than the Suicide Squad game. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just man seeing these studios that 
just kind of fall from grace, whether people think they are or not, right? Like, I mean, Rocksteady hasn't technically done anything wrong, right? They've always put out a great games, but like this, but then you see something like Bioware. It's like, are they even Bioware anymore, right? Like they, these studios have to hit regardless. And it's kind of, it's a lot of pressure on them. You know, it's no wonder why like the studio heads leave or like the directors leave sometimes, or, you know what I mean? It's just, there's a lot of pressure. There is so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, it doesn't help the fact that they they always have like a really good back catalog, and everybody thinks like this developer should be firing in all cylinders like at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rocksteady Games doesn't. I'm, I'm looking at their past games, and their first game is Urban Chaos Riot Response for the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. So literally, their bread and butter is Batman, because yeah. the next game that they developed after Urban Chaos was Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So, you know, they're they came out running right away. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. No, it's I, I agree nah, with you 100% nah. story. I think it's I think you hit it right on the head. Oh, All no. right. Rocksteady alleged allegations of misconduct in 2020. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. That I remember talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we talked about that on Bossers podcast, right? talked about it somewhere i don't remember where yeah yeah, yeah i remember i remember you know i remember being we've done since then, the run. <laughs> i know i know a million i know <laughs> all right all right we're gonna go ahead and move on to our final to our final actual news topic uh because uh in a bit of news it's probably gonna it's probably gonna like sour stories uh stories uh mood tonight we're gonna talk about microsoft and uh microsoft continue to do their thing uh, this time, Microsoft's announced a 10-year partnership with, to bring Xbox games to to the cloud service Boosteroid. Uh, this deal will include Activision games like Call of Duty should its acquisition be completed. There's there's a caveat right there, so don't don't come at me in the comments because I because I did not say anything wrong here. Microsoft announced another 10-year partnership with with third party as it continues to try and push its acquisition of Activision Blizzard over the finish line. Uh, the company has signed a 10-year agreement with Boosteroid, who happens to be the largest global independent cloud gaming provider. According to Microsoft, the deal will will see Xbox PC games coming to the Boosteroid, though it hasn't been confirmed when this will happen. Crucially, Microsoft has Microsoft also stated that should its acquisition of Activision Blizzard go ahead, the partnership will also see Activision Blizzard titles, including Call of Duty, being added to Boosteroid. Microsoft used the announcement to repeat its claim that this deal and other partnerships already announced will bring Call of Duty to more than 150 million additional players. Uh, the cloud gaming service uh, Boosteroid recently surpassed 4 million user- users globally and currently has uh, serves players in the U.S., the U.K., and other EU countries. Before I finish this, I don't even know who these people are. I've never heard of these people before. They What, Boosteroid? Yeah, Boosteroid. Never yeah, heard of them. They're a, they're a service that uh, they are a cloud streaming service that uh, for like you, it's really big in the Ukraine and Eastern European countries. Uh, uh-huh. And so, yeah, that's it's basically the equivalent of, you know, NVIDIA's. What is it? GeForce Now. That's what it's called. Yeah, GeForce Now. OK. All right. But for All right. 
All right, the announcement is the latest stage of Microsoft's campaign to show its commitment to making Activision Blizzard games more available in multiple systems and services should its proposed act, uh, acquisition go through. The company has been trying to reassure anti-competition authorities, such as the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, and the United States Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, that it won't make Activision Blizzard games, most notably Call of Duty, Xbox exclusives, if the deal is approved. Uh, I can I can just see the story like bullshit. I can see him saying it. I can see him saying it. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't even know what question to ask on this. I don't know if I should ask, like, what are we excited to try out uh, for, you know, like, if it happens on Game Pass or whatnot. So, I don't know. Should we move on? Should we move on? Well, I mean, this react? isn't, this isn't, this doesn't affect us anyway, especially this side of the pond, so to speak. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, everyone, it is time for the speed run, uh, uh, which is our rapid fire segment of gaming news and events that we feel you should keep on your radar. But we don't. But we did not have like the biggest time, talk time to devote to them. So um, let's get this whole thing rolling, shall we, guys? All right. Um, I'll go ahead and start first this time. Uh, we're going to talk about Microsoft and E3. Yeah. Microsoft, ladies and gentlemen, has confirmed that it will not be at E3 on the show floor for 2023. Mm. Mm. You guys Shocking. thought it was coming, didn't y'all? You got- no. 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 So here's the thing. No, they haven't been at E3 for years. Yeah. So this is exactly. not this is not surprising news. The last exactly. time they had any E3 presence, Mixer was still around. And their booth was full of Mixer streamers. So that should tell mm. you. Mm. Mm. Microsoft has confirmed that it won't have a presence on the show floor at E3 this year. The company has already announced that its digital game showcase stream will take place on June the 11th, just two days before E3 opens its doors. According to a statement issued by to IGN, Microsoft will be co-streaming the pre- this presentation as part of E3. It will not, however, be following this up with a physical booth at the Los Angeles Convention Center, where E3 will be held this year for the first time in four years. It should be noted that Microsoft did not attend the show floor the last time there was a physical E3 event, which is back in 2019, nor did they show up in 2018. Uh, while the company hosted an E3 press conference that year, it did not have any booths at the LA Convention Center, instead choosing to turn to turn to the Microsoft Theater, where it held its own conferences, which, you know, is high, high hilarious because it was right across the street. <laughs> All right, so there's there's that. Uh, Andre, you're next. Season two of HBO's The Last of Us show will not cover the entirety of The Last of Us Part Two video game. What creators have? I, yeah, that's that's what I said when I first saw this. Uh, it's creators speaking to GQ, co-creator Neil Druckmann, who directed the game, and Craig Mazin discuss their plans for the second season of the show. Following Sunday's final episode of a hugely successful HBO adaption, <clears throat> asked if season two will span the entire course of the second game, Mason replied, no, no way. Recommend added, it's more than one season, seemingly confirming their intention for a se- for season three of the show. I did hear that supposedly they might make it a three-season show. I think that might be a bit too much. Two seasons would probably be good asked how many seasons the second game content is intended to be told over the pair would not confirm you have noted correctly that we will not say how many but more than one is fall factually correct mason said earlier in the interview the pair confer offered hints at how they're going to adapt the last of us part two's more complex story structure 
which relies on multiple perspectives and perspective shifts. I feel like you almost have to kind of cover all two. You know what? Two is sorry. Go on, Corey. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I it's all good. It's all good. I so no spoilers for Last of Us Part Two, even though I haven't played it, but I also know what happens. This almost feels like. I don't know if any of you guys watched the show Spartacus, mm-hmm. but they yeah, but they did that kind of prequel. The gods of the season. arena. Yeah. After like, yeah. after the main uh, guy passed away and they were busy recasting and they yeah. focused on a different character. I almost feel like that's what's going to happen is like, you know, obviously something happens in the game and you switch perspectives, right? I almost feel my like man here has not played last of us too. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Like Corey, you, you, swear you significant... haven't? yeah, there is a significant part of the game where you, and of last of us too, where you play as someone in a very, um, from a different perspective. Yes. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say exactly that, but I wonder if that's yeah. what they're going to do is like hundred percent agree yeah. there. That's what that is exactly what they're going to do. By the way, it's only $8 right now. I highly Perfect. recommend people going to... What, The Last of Us Part 2? Yeah. yeah, I highly recommend. Highly. You'll love it. You'll hate it. It'll piss you off. I saw it. See it through. You'll be shocked. See it through. Because yeah. it will it will anger the fuck out of you. But see it through. Honest to God. Guarantee you it'll, ch- it'll change your mind. I, I, I don't know. Actually, oh, I don't guarantee that. But um, I should probably play it, the first one first. It changed mine for sure. Yeah, it changed mine for sure. Actually, it, um, it did. It did. We could talk. We we could talk off screen. Which team you're on? Me? Yeah. Okay. Deal. Deal. deal okay. Deal. All right. Yeah. See, the reason why the reason why I'm saying like I probably won't play RE4 day one is because I'll be playing The Last of Us remake on PC when that you comes ain't out, playing like, RE4 later. in general. Shut up! Shut up! I mean, you know play- what? Prove me wrong. <laughs> You're telling me you'd play The Last of Us on PC versus the RE4 remake? I know where. Uh, okay, see, here's the thing about it: if if Sony had released the game, you know, in that four month window that they said they were going to, when the uh, when when the game dropped on PS5, there wouldn't have been a problem with me. Laurent, you, know? you better come up with a really good reason, or I'm gonna book the first flight to your house and beat you up. You know what cracks me up is that this game has been out for a, what ten years now at this point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you better come up with a oh really good God. reason, or I'm on the first PJ flight wait, 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 to your house wait, wait, and wait, wait, I'm a wait, wait, What game are we talking about? Last of Us. I'm talking about the remake. It's the same goddamn it's game. Same game. Oh, you know what? Well, you know what? RE4 is the same goddamn game. No, RE4, so, RE4 is literally built up differently from the ground up. The Last of Us remake. And you're saying, and you're saying the Last of Us remake isn't the damn thing not, looks like a fucking, no, it's not. The damn no, thing looks like a fucking no, no, side no, game. No, 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 no. It's, it, they're, it, it, these are two different games, and I will argue this. They're, they are two different games here. So from what I understand, the Last of Us remake, they literally took the game and just really did a deep dive in recreating a lot of the graphics, a lot of the scenes. It's literally the same game, except they really overhauled it. Also, beautiful. Yeah, they, they overhauled also, it. They also changed up the uh, the enemy AI. Like, the clickers can now find you when you're standing stark still because they do they do a new thing with their echolocation. Yeah. Oh, oh actually? 
Yes, for real. I'm not yeah, kidding. It, it's kind of it, it's just similar to Last of Us Two. That, it's, it's the that, same that, as Last of Us Two. That barking thing that they do, like yeah. yeah, now they can use it to bounce the sound waves off of you standing still and it can find you. Yeah, just well, like in Last of Us Two. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's just like in Last of Us Two. It's nothing new. Yeah, well, well I mean, right, they, yeah, okay, they, I forgot they, they, they did. Initially, that. They initially said that they were trying to bring the Last of Us Part One up to to Last of Us Part Two. They they initially said that. They mm-hmm. did say that. I wonder if I wonder if the Last of Us Part Two will get some sort of PS Five upgrade at some point. It probably will because Sony because Sony wants to make money. Probably when uh, Factions comes out. Did the Possibly. Last of Us Two Factions come ain't out? coming out? Factions ain't coming out. <laughs> they just said they just said today that we're going to hear more about it later this year. That yeah. is not coming out. Yeah. That game is that game is like five years old. <laughs> How long is it going to take them to make a multiplayer mode for that? Well, it's not a mode. It's a game. It's a multiplayer. It's an game. actual standalone game. Yeah, it's a standalone game. game. I said multiplayer mode. Well, it's, it's a same. It's a co-op game, though. It's not like a it's not like a competitive game like the first one. Whatever. Story's like, shut up. All right. All right, Story, you're, you're up next. Uh, Chrono Cross was remastered due to fears the original would be unplayable. Um, really? Which, which, which is funny to say that. Um, so according to a newly published Square Enix YouTube interview with the development team, uh, Games Radar spotted this. The game originally started as a project to recognize the game's 20th anniversary, which would have been in 2019. And apparently, I think COVID sh- uh, delayed things. Um <laughs> So Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition was eventually released in 2022. Uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition was originally developed over fears the original game would become unplayable. Back when the project was launched, this is quotes, Chrono Cross was possibly going to become unplayable. Remaster producer Kochiro Sakamoto explained during the interview. There was a game archive service on PlayStation 3 that allowed you to play PlayStation 1 games, but PlayStation 4 was already on the market. And quote, we didn't know at the time if PlayStation 4 would also have a game archive service. It looked like Chrono Cost could become unplayable, so a remaster project was set up. That is the backstory. Now, it's interesting because there's interest in developers for archiving these games to be played on modern systems. I thought you were going to say something else about like Chrono Cross's launch. I I, I really thought you were. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that it was supposed to come out uh, three years ago, and, and even though it was three years too late, it was still kind of broken. Yeah, that. Yeah. But um, uh, I I've already beaten that beaten that horse. But I I think this is like I said, this is it should be a I don't know. I mean, if if Sony sees this as a success, which I know obviously it's not on it's not exclusive to Sony systems anymore. It's on Nintendo as well. Um it's if Sony sees this as a success, maybe they'll push for more PlayStation One legacy games on their service. As they should. That'd be great because <laughs> yeah. I don't think any I don't think that service is worth having at the moment. No, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I think I think maybe the uh what's the middle tier, the extra tier? Yeah, I think the extra that, tier is worth it. I think that's worth it. I don't think the premium tier is worth it. Yeah, not in the current state. Like, I feel like they need to just really concentrate on making that part better. If they can make that part better, then, you know, like the money, the money will make sense, you know, Yeah. I eventually. Feel like, I feel like they need to figure out a way to get the PlayStation 3 games native. Like, and I know that, like, 
I don't know if you guys watch the YouTube channel Moore's Law is Dead, but they er, they uh, were talking about how every game on the PlayStation 3, because of the the uh, um, cell processor chip, every game was ported different. Every game's lead platform was the Xbox 360. And every time they ported it, they had to... The way they ported it was different. So every single game on the PlayStation 3 has to have its own emulation package. Mm-hmm. which is why they're not native to the PlayStation 5 or 4, mm-hmm. right? Because every single game has to be tested with a different emulation system. And they need to figure that out. <clears throat> so that's... Sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent, but that was just like a really yeah, interesting no, no. kind of tidbit that a lot of people always ask why they aren't... Why can't they just brute force it? It's because, well... <laughs> There are re- there are technical reasons, literal technical reasons. Yeah. So. All right, all right. So, uh, so next up. Oh God, excuse me. All right. Next up, yeah, like uh, yeah, like I went to start talking and I was like, I don't know, like something weird went on my throat. My my bad, y'all. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Google Stadia's cloud service has also been shut down. Uh, Google Stadia's cloud streaming service, the le- which is the last remnant of the platform's original technology, has now been shut down. When Google Stadia was killed earlier this year, it, it was stated that parts of the project's cloud infrastructure would be used across Google Cloud and would be offered to third-party companies interested in the technology. Now, Axios has reported that this final pivot has also been shut down. Since the repositioning of the cloud streaming tech, it had been used in limited ways, such as AT&T customers being offered a streamed version of Batman Arkham Knight with certain packages. Uh, The technology was also used by non-gaming companies, such as fitness uh, giant Peloton, uh, to offer gamified versions of their workouts via the cloud. But that has also since been shut down. So, uh, So there we go. Like, rest in peace, Stadia. Man, what a shame. That technology was so interesting to just shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Man, you would have thought like someone would have... Because like, Stadia wasn't a great product, but that technology is definitely worth investing in for someone, right? As a secondary mm-hmm. kind of option, right? I mean, especially for someone like Sony or Nintendo to go in there and be like, hey, we need streaming options. Especially Nintendo. Yeah. struggling right i mean in terms of like third-party support i just man i don't know that's that seems like the a backwards move um yeah by the way i i just i just love the google oh go ahead oh their controllers are super cheap if you're looking for a cheap pc controller (laughs) oh yeah how cheap are we talking like 20 25 bucks on ebay but you have to update them uh, it's a really nice controller, actually. Yeah, it looks. I almost bought one just to have one on my desk, but <clears> I didn't because, well, why? Thought about it, though. Yeah. All right, Corey. Uh, the final speed run is yours. It is. Uh, okay. So, lastly, Cliff Bozinski considered taking Gears Four first person pre Microsoft acquisition. Gross. Um, <laughs> this comes from our uh, friends over at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, Cliff Lazinski has said he considered making a first-person Gears of War game prior to the IP's acquisition by Microsoft. Speaking to Xbox Era podcast, when asked about Epic's vision of the fourth game before the IP was sold, Blazinski said, quote, yeah, I can tell you I, I wanted to actually consider going to first-person with it. Uh, can you imagine chainsawing a locust in first-person, he added. 
Uh, while Blazinski didn't elaborate on his ideas for the theoretical fourth game, it would have uh, marked a huge departure for the series, which has been in the third person since its inception. Blazinski also claimed that when Microsoft took over the IP, a focus on returning the game to its horror roots was key to the key for Xbox uh, for the Xbox maker. Quote, that was Phil Spencer's main note when Microsoft acquired the IP. When taking uh, when talking to Rod Ferguson, he said, let's go back to the horror stuff. So I think it would have been a huge mistake for Gears to go third person or first, oh, first person. You mean first person? Oh, yeah, first yeah. Person. Yeah. 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 It would have tanked the entire game. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't th- I don't think a first person Gears game is a bad idea, but to take the series as a whole that way. Right. I don't think that would have been right. Like I like to try it and see it, but I just think like going from one, two, mm-hmm. three, and then completely like three sixteen it mm-hmm. would be like, ah. whoa, wait a minute, right? So yeah, I just uh, you know, I I love Gears. I think it's Microsoft's best IP, in my opinion, uh, and outside of probably Forza, uh, it's my favorite. It's the most consistent, and uh, to see it change like that, I think would have been a, a huge mistake. What's your favorite? one uh i really like gears of war 2 but i also, but i also i also really like five a lot five was good five is i liked five amazing yeah five was killer so i'm really who'd you let what sorry who did you let die Whoa, in five? spoilers no spoilers oh. for the audience. seven-year-old game at this point i know <laughs> it's not it's four 2019 right 2018 2019 somewhere in there yeah uh oh i i killed uh jd oh i can't yeah, do the same thing god dude what a douche i was like i was like well this is easy yeah <laughs> i wonder what they're gonna i wonder if that, that's gonna affect six at all that was my question is that like in, like moving into six like mm-hmm. like how would they i wonder know? i wonder if they're gonna read your save or if they're just gonna <laughs> ask you at the beginning who died in the last game <laughs> You know that I'm yeah straight up who'd you let you know who'd yeah. you yeah eat in in five? Gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I felt bad doing that to Marcus though, because he's already been through so much. Yeah, he lost Anya. Now he lost JD, but JD was a and Dom. Oh yeah, true. I forgot. Uh, and like wow, I'm like no, he's he's the tragic character. You got to do something. So true. Gear All right, cool. Well. That's uh that's everything for speed run. Uh, we are going to go ahead and tackle real quickly into our to our question and a- uh, questions from the audience section uh, tonight. Q and A is is. Thanks to our friend of show, Mr. Eddie V. You all know him from the Nintendo Pal Block show. Uh, Corey Corey can't get enough of his bosom buddy. Mm. <laughs> you know what, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> You want to go ahead and uh, and, nope. and and ask the question? No. Okay. No, I okay. I... <laughs> I love you, Ed. I'm just messing with you. Uh, do you think Sony will have an era of their first party Japan developed games, not third or Square exclusive, uh, that would shine more than their Western teams? And uh, do you think PlayStation uh, doesn't have any more Japanese teams? So. We were kind of discussing this when we were going over the show, right? They only really have two Japanese teams, right? They shut down Studio Japan. It's really uh, Team uh, Sobo and who's the other one? I, I can't even remember. Alifani Digital. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I think, I mean, 
I Ed and I had this conversation before where like I think Sony's ultimate plan is Europe, to be honest. Like their whole head like all their leadership is there, right? Mm-hmm. Some a lot of their studios are there, like uh uh Herman Holst, right from Gorilla is is there. You know, they their focus is Europe and 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 the Western United States, right? They know the PlayStation five is too big to fit in Japanese apartment buildings. So <laughs> this is, uh, but all, all kidding aside, right? I mean, you look at all their games, they're pretty Western uh, focused, you know? I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, even, even Astrobot, right. Is their Japanese developed team. And, but that team is really, not like i think only like half of that team is even japanese native so you know i don't think sony is really cares about their japanese roots anymore you know i mean that's what square is for and that's what uh you know a lot of these other companies that they're getting help from right i mean that's that's what they're for to to keep that japanese audience happy but well ultimately where's their market you know, yeah. where is Sony making the most money? Where is Microsoft making the most money? Right. You know, um, Nintendo's probably ha- Nintendo probably has a huge stranglehold on the Japanese market. So Sony is looking elsewhere. They're seeing a mm-hmm. lot of good returns on their investment in Western markets like Europe, United States, stuff like that. So that's where the majority of their, you know, attention is is going. So. Yeah, I mean, Polyphony Digital is consistently just going to be making Gran Turismo. Um, and then Team Asobo made Astrobots, which is, if they continue to support Astrobots, mm-hmm. that could be a fucking Mario killer. Yeah. Because, like, Astrobot for the VR was probably the most amazing VR game I've ever played. Yeah. And the tech demo on PlayStation 5 should have been its own standalone game. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't believe that that game was not forty or fifty bucks. Really, honestly, they could have sold yeah. that game, and it could have yeah, made it would have made money. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I hope they do something for PSVR with Astro Bot again. They, well, they, are, develop, they, they are developing a kind of like action adventure platformer, at least quote unquote. So cool. Who knows what it's going to be? Yeah. Cool shit. Um. Any any final thoughts on that, or we can, or are we moving on? I'm good. That's it. Cool. Cool. All right. If you'd like to ask us uh, for our thoughts and opinions on anything going on in gaming, uh, tweet us at crossroads underscore VGP or email us at crossroadspspod at gmail.com. Uh, we do we do we do look out for it, and we would definitely address it if we see it. So uh, so there's that. Uh, thanks to thanks to Ed for those for those questions. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a shit show. So there's that. Whoa. <laughs> Come on. Shitting on the show. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Come on. We've we've seen some of the questions we've gotten from, from certain individuals. That's all I want to say. That's fair. <laughs> all right. So we're at we're at the big topic for tonight, y'all. And uh we're gonna talk about something that probably has been talked about a few other times before on, on other shows, but has never really been addressed by us on the crossroads. Andre and I did have like a a a, a, a precursor conversation to this last week. Uh but, if you will. Yeah. But now here we are. We're gonna talk about game remasters. Are we talking cash grabs here or are they essential remakes? So 
Here's, here's how it's running down here. The past few years have seen many more remasters and remakes of classic and fan-favorite games. Uh, uh, many of these have been received very well by the communities and have become successful financially. Some, however, have failed miserably, coming off as cheap, low-effort cash grabs. Uh, what did the good ones get right, and where did the bad ones go wrong? Uh, so... Let's let's go ahead and break this down, gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what the difference is between a game remake and a game remaster. All right. So, who wants to who wants to start us off here? I think the the most recent example we can all kind of agree on is The Last of Us. I I'm someone who loves the all right. game. All right. Pause for one second. The Last one. of Us part The Last of Us Part One is considered a remaster by Sony and its developer team. All right, keep going. I don't, I don't think that though. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I love the game. I love the show. I love the second game. I will. I've played the first game like three times. I can love that game. Did it need to get remade? I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Graphically, it looks better. Leron, you pointed out some new features in the game, which I didn't know. I haven't played it, but it's been. It's been what? It's been on the PS3, PS4. Now PS5 and PC, am I correct? Coming soon to PC, yes. Yeah, it's four times, and I know people can argue like RE4 has been thrown around the 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 gaming, you know, community, but I just don't know if if the Last of Us like needed it. That again, this is just a personal thing, and you can shoot me right. a DM and say whatever you want, but this is just this is my take on it. To be to be fair, RE4 has been nothing but ports. So like this remake, I think I think a lot of people have fatigue about this game because like it's been ported so many times. People are, were more or less like, why in the hell didn't you just remake it? You know, like by the time you came around to porting it for the fifth time, you know, I like think- Resident Evil 4 has has such the biggest life cycle of almost any game I've seen, and this includes like Skyrim those, those has entered the chat. Who? What? Skyrim has entered the chat. Has Skyrim has Skyrim had more than Resident Evil Four? Oh, you kidding me? I mean, it's it, a running joke nowadays. Yeah, but Skyrim came out after Resident Evil Four by like five or six years. And I imagine it's probably—I I don't know. I mean, I, but I mean, Skyrim is literally on smart fridges and stuff too, right through the Alexa <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that's you can play a game on like Tesla, can't you? Uh, you can play something on Tesla. I don't know. The Witcher, you can play on the Tesla. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cuphead. That's who I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I barely ache enough about Resident Evil 4, but that's only because like, you know, like I didn't have, an, I didn't have an enjoyable time with it when I, when I first played it back on the GameCube. And so it's been, it's been one of those things. It's like, it's like going to be, it's like returning from Vietnam for me as far as like, you know, like looking forward, looking forward to playing it, even though I own it across. I got, I, I, <laughs> that is I the weirdest analogy I've ever. No, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like it's like my own personal Vietnam. Like it's one of those things where it's like you know, like I get dragged back, kicking, and screaming to it, which is why like I'm so adverse to it. Like you know, it's why I didn't welcome like the idea of this remake. Okay. It's honestly why. It's just like okay, just like how people are bitching and moaning about Last of Us getting a remake. You know, like the, we we have people that are equally as vocal about the fact that Resident Evil Four is getting a remake. You know, and speaking of like you know like. We use the term remake and, re- and remasters interchangeably, but usually a remaster is basically an up-res version of an existing game. 
Whereas remasters are usually the uh, developers usually. I'm sorry, yeah, remakes. I will do that a lot because I, I tend to get those words. We did it last week too, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas remakes are usually games that you know the developers go back, go back, look at the skeleton and start working, working it up from the ground up. Sometimes it winds up looking almost like the exact same game with a with a brand new look and feel, like the Last of Us Part One remake did. And sometimes we get gems like the dead space remake which you know by all intents and purposes feels like dead space but it does not look and play and act like dead space there's so many there's so many nuanced changes to the game that it's a more enjoyable experience even for people who have never played the game before in the first place yeah i think i mean the biggest thing now too is like reimaginings too right i mean mm-hmm. you look at something like final fantasy 7 Right, this the Final Fantasy VII remake, and now uh, what Rebirth? It's like these are technically remakes of classic games, but they're going in and actually like changing a lot of of things to where you actually have to consider like adding a third category to this remaster remake category, right? Um, but I do think like if you're looking at strict remakes now, like I think you have to look at stuff like Resident Evil Two and games like that were like man they really just took the story and the bare bones of that game and created something new out of it and it's incredible whereas like you look at kingdom hearts you know 1.5 and 2.5 like you said they're on it's just an up res like yeah you know hardly even changing the controls to make them feel modern you know if they do it yeah. at all uh, which is my which was like my big problem with the resident evil ports right is like they still they didn't add the the right stick camera stuff. It's still yeah. just, you know, the the solo stick aiming, moving, shooting all does one thing, right? It's the Metroid Prime uh, remastered problem, right? Where like, not problem, but like it's they didn't do what Metroid Prime remaster did, right? Where they actually added modern controls, added modern controls, yeah, yeah, because like I mean, infinitely better, right? I mean, I can't even you can't even go back now. To Metroid Prime on GameCube. I mean, uh-huh. you could if you're a psychopath, but yeah, sadist. But I mean, just giving you that control scheme and uprising it makes that game feel new again. And you know, I think that's all, all people kind of want from remasters because, like, nostalgia plays a big, big role in rem- wanting remasters too, right? And it's like Kingdom Hearts is a prime example of oh, nostalgia, Mickey and and you know, <laughs> Cloud fighting bad guys together and you know i remember how much fun this was and you go to play them yeah maybe they're not that good but i remember having fun at least i have that new version sitting on my shelf you know i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i feel like i feel like the kingdom hearts re the kingdom hearts remasters were just cash grabs i i really do i mean they've been i mean they've been re-released so many times now it's just like i don't know yeah but yeah yeah, even to the point where they're like, you know, we're just gonna throw a cloud version at you, and you and you and you oh gosh, and you guys will get me get started it. on the cloud stuff. I won't. I won't. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, like I don't know. I feel like sometimes like things are done right. Like you know, like for example, like I remember, like I remember, like losing my shit when Call of Duty: Modern Warfare was uh, was both remastered and re- and then later remade. You know, mm-hmm. and let's let's be honest. The Call of Duty Modern Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare came out in two thousand seven, and then they got a re and then they got a remaster. They got uh, then they got a remaster. Wait, was 
I can't I can't remember the timeline. I know you're remastered. remastered. The remaster came with uh, advance. No, not advance. The one where they went to space. What one was? that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Thank you, Soy. Yeah, that was in 2016. And then in 2019, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare was released and it was a remake of the original no, game. It was, it was like a that. reimagining. No, it was it one was, of the uh, it was actually a prequel. Technically, yeah. it was a prequel. Yeah. Oh, that was a re- yeah. OK, OK. Yeah, the ending the ending set it up for the modern warfare story. Okay. Okay. So, I was I was mistaken. Interesting My the bad. way they did it, yeah. My bad. I was mistaken. Um yes, sir. but yeah, like steak. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, hmm? I think remakes are unnecessary cash grabs. I think there is a contingent of people, and I've heard this on multiple fronts to say I don't want to play this game that's been that was revered back in the day because, um, you know, modern games advance games become, you know, get these like big quality of life updates over the past, you know, 20 years that sometimes people that are playing games now don't want to go back to play the old games because of, you know, missing the creature comforts of things, you know, like. Like the camera, you know, they'd they be able to move the camera around in Resident Evil 4, the original one. Um, granted, the game was not designed for you to move around a lot. Everything happens in front of you. So that's why, for me, there's no reason to have a movable camera in the original Resident Evil 4 because it's not necessary. But yeah, we, we're used to that creature comfort nowadays. So that's why it's like when people go back to play the old game, it's like I can't. I can't do this. I can't play this. I'm I'm used to what we have now. So, you know, that's uh, that could be why there's an onus of like, well, hey, here is a uh, we, we have two groups of people. We have the people that love the nostalgia of these games. So they're going to come in to buy, you know, the game because they want to relive it with a new experience. And then you also have these other people that have sat on it for years and years and years, never played it that now will have a chance to play it with those modern creature comforts. So, uh, you know, they're, they're grabbing two different audiences and they don't have to worry about, are people going to like this game? Are people going to buy it? You know, because it's an established IP already and it's got history behind it. So the marketing sells itself. You know, you don't have to try to convince people to buy this game. It's fucking Resident Evil 4. It's fucking Dead Space. It's Last of Us. You know, it's Modern Warfare. You are, you know, this game is popular. You know, this game is big. So you're going to buy it. You know, that's their marketing. All right. So let me, let me pose, let me pose this question. Um, do you think, do you think it's a good strategy to like, to like do a remake or a remaster to try and get like a new, a new vein of the audience in there? For example, like, you know, like, Chrono Cross, the Radical, the Radical Dreamers edition. That's a re, that's a remaster of that yep. game. Yeah, uh, for to a certain extent, you know, like it is it is tragic that you know it came out in kind of a busted state. Also, like Tales of Symphonia remaster and stuff like that. Now, do you, now I'm under the, I'm under the assumption that with uh, with the Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers edition, even though we did explain like you know why like the the developers went went in on it, you know, stuff like that. I also feel like this was an opportunity to get more people, you know, like to recognize that game. Whereas Tales of Symphonia, like I don't know, like what the what the end goal was it uh, was for that remaster to come out because I feel like there was not really any. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to the right part of the uh, of the of, of the 
of the community, but I don't feel like no one was really asking for a Tales of Symphonia remastered. Well, and I think I think they, they they looked at the success of Tales of Arise, uh-huh. and I think they a lot want- of people, you know, were really into the Tales games, so you know they wanted more. So mm-hmm. they probably wanted to have like let's just quick release this game out into the public to keep people with the Tales because in the past during the 360 and PS3 era there was a mm-hmm. Tales game almost every other year. So now the development cycles are probably longer. We're probably not going to see another new Tales game for another couple of years. So they probably were just like, hey, let's go rush this out. You know, I also think a lot of people who owned GameCubes really loved Tales of Symphonia. I, I think a lot of GameCube fans are actually asking for that game. Um, that was was that was on GameCube. I thought that was uh-huh. just on PlayStation 2. No, Tales of Symphonia was a PlayStation or was a GameCube exclusive. And then came to PlayStation 3 with, uh, what's it called? The new Dawn of the New World or something, I think the sequel was called. Oh, yeah, it was a GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the PlayStation 3 version was not very good. Uh, it had a lot of frame rate issues. And the, <laughs> the Switch port or the the modern port of the, of this game is actually based off the PlayStation 3 version. And a lot of people are unhappy mm. because of how poorly that version ran. And it still runs poorly. It did. Um, it did come out on the PlayStation Two in Japan, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they should just keep, you know, keep the games where they're at. You know. So you're so you're so you're on the don't remake remaster stuff. Don't remake it. Just remit. Just remaster it. Yeah. Just remaster it. Okay. I I think I think there's a generation where you I I think a lot of the maybe the Nintendo sixty four and game and. Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 1 stuff, you could argue that you could remake some of those games. But, like, I don't, like, I, I was looking at GameCube and, and Dream some Dreamcast stuff the other day, and, like, those games still look kind of good, especially GameCube games. Like, Luigi's Mansion still looks incredible. I mean, look, look at Metroid Prime Remastered as a, pr- a prime example. Like, I, I know they redid some of the assets, but, like, all in all, that game is still the GameCube version, and it still looks incredible. Just with widescreen and, and up-res, like, man. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I, I feel kind of I, I feel kind of a weird cross because, like I said, I, I'm i kind of back and forth because, like I said, I, you know, if, a, if you talk about a remake coming out, like, you know, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. But, like, if I didn't have it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Uh-huh. You know, if yeah. they wouldn't, if they would have stopped with the remakes after th- Resident Evil three, I'd have been like, OK, that's fine. You know, if they would have, um, you know, if we would have never gotten Final Fantasy seven remake, I'd have been fine with it. You know, uh-huh. um, so it's just and even like Last of Us, like, um, you know, I would have been fine with just them sticking with the play the, with the remastered PlayStation four version and just leave it at that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's playable on the PlayStation five. Yeah, but I mm, you you call out Final Fantasy seven and like there was no way I was going to ever play that game again. But after after playing it, after playing it for as as long as I did when it was a PS one game and stuff like that, there was no way I was going to come back. to There was no way I had any any thoughts of coming back and playing it. Well, and, re- and Corey talked about though? it because they did it differently than I think any other remake because they did a reimagining. They're literally coded it in the game story that they're changing the original 
Yeah. You know, and we got a little bit of hint of that at the end of the game and I'm not going to spoil it, but at the end of the game, you get this idea that things are going to change from what you know of the original game. Right. Which is kind of a cool way to do it because now it's like you're retelling the story with the same characters, but you know, you've effectively changed the fate Mm. of. Yeah. Which that's, uh, that's something I really think is cool. That's honestly where I feel like remasters can really give us a big payoff. You know, like it wouldn't. My bad. See, I told you. I know. I'm keeping up. I'm keeping up. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but I feel like that's where remakes can really do it justice. You know, like, you know, keep the, keep the core stuff that makes the, the game, the classic and stuff like that. But also like for the people who have been, who've been seasoned to it, you know, like give us something to make us, to make us say, you know what, it was worth our time and stuff like that, which is why, like, I've been raving about the Dead Space remake. Uh, I'm raving about the, uh, Re- the Final Fantasy seven remake. I'm raving about Resident Evil two and three's remakes, even though three was kind of half-assed. There was kind of half-assed, you know. What? Um, there was half-assed, you know. Like, oh, okay. like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about us missing the giant worm in the graveyard fight, but I am gonna complain about the clock tower. I am gonna complain about that, you know. And this is coming from someone that you know was speed was would speed run the shit out of Resident Evil Three Nemesis, you know, back on the um back on PS One because like I was beating, I was able to get the game in, in, in just under three hours, you know, stuff like that, you know, so. I was one of those guys and I was able to do both the front side and the back side of RE2, you know, back in those days in under five hours. <laughs> under five I'm hours. On, I'm on the side of the RE3 remake that came out, didn't have half of the game from the original. Which well, sucks because yeah. that that was one that I was looking forward to. And when I when I saw it, I was like, they they took out like half of this game. Like why? That's why I was kind of wondering. I wonder if they, they were probably co-developing it alongside resident evil two. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, they were, and that was, that was the actual were, history. Yeah. So, um, I imagine they didn't have as big of a budget to develop that game as they did with resident evil two remake. That makes sense. There was yeah, a, there, a yeah. lot more content in two than there was in three and even the Some original one. And bro, you need to up your game. I was speed running resident evil three in two hours. Ah, Okay. Well, I mean, it didn't matter. I was I was getting the S ranking every time I won, so I was doing something. Right, right. You know? Get yeah. shit on, Leron. Uh, yeah. Get good, bro. <laughs> GG's go next. <laughs> Your mouth's yeah, brown, but, bro. Uh, she did either. <laughs> All right. Uh are there any are there any notable remakes or remasters that you guys want that you guys want to just call out real fast? Any notable ones? Like uh Tactics Ogre Reborn comes to my mind for for, for example. Um, as, uh, that was a, that was a, we call it a remake or a remaster. Cause you know, like it's kind of remaster, a remaster. Okay. But okay. in that same vein, I want to call out final fantasy tactics. War of the lions is actually a thank you. Good. Thank you. Which by all accounts, if that NVIDIA leak is, is true, which everything on that list has come out has been true so far. We're getting a final fantasy, uh, tactics remaster this year. And I will I will buy the fuck out of that. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind. Really? That's the first one I really like loved, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was the that was the game. Yeah, I bought War of the Lions. Before, I think. Man, War of the Lions. Like I, I when they were, when I was playing the original Final Fantasy Tactics on the PlayStation one, man, that game, like even when I beat that game, I would just go back to a random to a random save that I still had in my memory card and just just play. 
<laughs> I, yeah, like I love that game so much. Um, it's it's amazing, and you know, like um, the fact that you know, like er, I've jailbroken every system I have just to just to continue playing that game is is just wonderful. Um, I had a, I got I actually really thoroughly enjoyed the remake of Link's Awakening, um, for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was another game that didn't need a remake. Um, you know, I think it stood on its own in terms of game I'm glad play, we but, got it though. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we got it too. And like I said, that's kind of like my conflict is like I'm glad we have this, but we didn't need it. Um yeah. because the game was already good as is. Um and besides that, uh obviously the Mass Effect Legendary Edition remaster, I think that's how that's how remasters need to go is quality of life improvements, uh modernizing it. And just kind of cleaning up everything. Um, you know, we saw more improvements in Mass Effect 1 to make it coincide with 2 and 3, both in terms of gameplay and graphics and stuff. So um, it wasn't a complete overhaul. It wasn't like a remaster, but they spent a little bit extra time redeveloping the game, uh, you know, just to kind of make it mesh because one was completely different than two and not completely different, but one mm-hmm. Mass Effect one was pretty different compared to two and three, because I think when two came out, they wanted to make it more action oriented as opposed to RPG oriented. So. That's uh, anybody else got anything to add? No, sir. All right. All right, so here's the final word here. Uh, remasters can be an amazing nostalgia trip for fans or even the start of something new. Uh, it really depends on how much work was put into the game and how much of, of what the fans want was taken into account. Uh, without these, the game can feel like a cash grab rather than a nostalgic return for the players. And I think that I think that basically sums it up, honestly. Um, so, yeah, like, I... You know, I'm, I'm such a nostalgic gamer that... I do love I do love either remasters or remakes in whatever form they come in, just as long as you know, like they don't do something that hurts the experience. And that could that could include like a shitty a shitty ass like rendering or port of it. That could also include like neutering neutering the original source material, or that could also be like fundamentally re changing around stuff. Like Final Fantasy VII remake, for example, is doing a very good job of like retelling the story. With with adding stuff that's never been thought of or seen before and things like that, and I and I enjoy it, you know. Plus, like the whole, it's it's like a it's like a whole new game, in my opinion, you know. Uh, so, there it is. I I, I can't say enough about it uh, about this stuff. I I will if it's if it, if it, if I look at it and it feels like it's worth me throwing my money at it, I'm gonna give it my money. I just think when you're doing a remake or a remaster, you almost have to go to the fans and the content that's already out and really pay attention to what people either are complaining about or the of from the original one or see what they love and just improve on it. Like I would hate to be a game designer and having to remake or remaster a game because there's so much pressure when putting that out that it's like if you take one step off the path off the beaten path and go a different way, you just will piss off the entire fan base. Well, you know, I also feel like the, the, the fun part of it is like, are you going to piss off the fan base? But at the same time, are you going to like change some minds about the things that you've done with it? You know, cause That's sometimes, 
because sometimes remakes and remasters are also are also put out to address a problem they could not they could not fix in the original development of the game and stuff like that. You know, we, at that time, we, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've seen Capcom, Square Enix, and a few other people talk talk about that. You know, uh, you know. Whereas other ones was like, no, we just we just wanted to put the game out and make some money. You know, or we wanted to put the game out, and make some money to help us develop the game that we really want to make and stuff like that. You know, because that's that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely what's happening. You know, like if we look at Nintendo's side of the, of the equation for the most part, like you know, you know, like that's happening. You know, like it's like. These are these are fillers to like to like help fund like the sequels or the upcoming games that people really want to see. Um, I'm pretty sure Square Enix has been doing that with the whole Kingdom Hearts thing. God knows they need some money. You're gonna keep like up, updating that engine every time a new Kingdom Hearts game comes out and stuff like that. You know, uh, Dead Space Dead Space remake that was basically a proving ground to see if like there was still interest in the Dead Space franchise and stuff like that. You know, um, the Kotor remake whenever it comes out, good God, that's gonna be amazing. If yeah. it comes if, if it comes out worthy, if it comes out worthy, you know, there's always that to be be said. Um, yeah, so don't you dare yeah. slander my boy like that. What do you mean? Well, I hold mean, on, it's like, not the exactly... game, the game, the game has been indefinitely delayed. Something's going on. It will, it will be <laughs> it's, good. It's not, a, it's not at Aspire anymore, is it? I think it's at no. Saber now. Yeah, they took it out. It up. Yeah, they they took it out of their hands. Man, rough man. That game. The developers yeah. of Time Shift, yeah. one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time, mm. is developing the Kotor remake. I I would love I would, honestly because I I love this game. I still play it now on my on Time my PS Vita. You like play, huh? you like Time Shift too? Oh, I I have never played Time Shift. I was oh. I was just I was adding I was adding <laughs> the disappointment. I was I was just I was I, gonna, I was gonna play, add. Well, no one's played that fucking game. Every time I talk about time shift, everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> I was gonna add that the one and only the one and only uh, shoot 'em up game that uh, that Square Enix ever did, Einhander. Like, I would love for them to, like remake that game or or remaster it. Like, as a matter of fact, remaster it. Keep that damn soundtrack because that soundtrack is one of the best the best video game soundtracks I have ever heard, ever. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna go. That's that's our big topic for tonight. And and with that, I just want to say that's our show for the evening as well. Uh, as always, we like thank you for tuning into the Crossroads uh, Game Podcast. Uh, Corey, thank you for thank you for blessing us with your presence, man. Like I, what I do. it's it's always wonderful to have you. It's always wonderful. Um, uh, be sure to check out. Our show notes, uh, whether you're checking them out, whether you're checking the show out on YouTube or whether you listen to the podcast, it will all be in the description, uh, description paragraphs for you to find all of our links as well as how you can get in contact with the show directly. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have anything to shout out tonight uh, for featured on BossRush.net, but just head to BossRush.net. Check out all the things that the interesting news, the unique talking topics that are happening over there. Uh, BossRush.net has you covered. So, you know. Definitely show some love to all of our talented writers, content creators, and contributors that are serving things up on the site for you on a daily. Like just those boss rush banners, you know, are just the shit, you know. If you'd like to keep the conversation going with us, you can find the Crossroads Video Game Podcast over on Twitter at Crossroads underscore VGP. If you've enjoyed tonight's show, please give us a like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And be sure to hit the notification bell so you don't miss a new episode when the show comes out. Also, for our podcast listeners out there, leave us a review and a five-star rating 
uh, you know, wherever you like, wherever you listen to the show, you know, because uh, we'd like you for it. But, you know, only give us a five star rating if, if, if the show like tickled your fancy. So there's no, five that. stars or don't do it at all. <laughs> what you, you heard the man. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Mr. Boss Rush himself. Listen to the man. He knows things. <laughs> Hey everyone, this has been episode 113 for the Crossroads. I'm sorry, wait, this has been episode 112 for the Crossroads podcast. I got ahead of myself, my bad. (laughs) We love you and appreciate you for hanging out with us this episode. As a partner of the Boss Rush Network, go out there, play games, be better, and please come back uh, and join us for our next all new episode of the Crossroads podcast. Have a great night, send us your questions, play some more remakes, remasters, do the thing that makes you happy, and we're out of here. So long. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I love you.